Greetings, Quester, and welcome to Tiny Meeple's Big Talk with Matt and Richard. Hello and welcome to this episode of Tiny Meeple's Big Talk. So today, uh, we did discuss pre in a previous episode how we thought a battle between a normal Imperial Star Destroyer from Star Wars and the USS Enterprise from Star Trek would go. Yeah, we were a bit strict with ourselves then. We made, yeah. it limited it just to the ship versus the ship. Yeah. But we're tired of being so restrained. Yep, today it's unrelenting chaos. <laughs> Do you see what I did there? <laughs> Some people will. Some people will. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> so today our topic is rather than a single ship-on-ship action, which actually sounds a bit wrong when I say it like that, a single ship-to-ship combat... We're going to instead discuss what would happen if the Galactic Empire from Star Wars, so the Stormtroopers, the, all of the uh, Imperial fleet, Darth Vader and the Emperor himself, were to uh, begin a war with the Imperium of Man. Now, for those unfamiliar with the Imperium of Man, that is the human empire from Warhammer 40k. Yes. Uh, and we're going to look at this in a few different aspects, really, that's going to come to light, I think. First off, uh, we're going to be looking at the what would happen with space battles. We're going to look at the infantry battles, uh, a war of attrition. And also, I think it's very important that we discuss um, the effect of the Sith and Darth Vader, Darth Sidious... And the God Emperor of Mankind. You didn't specify all this when you said that we're going to be talking about it. It's just like the Empire versus the Imperium. <laughs> That's the way you put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now we have these four categories we need to do. But we'll, uh, what, we won't talk about them necessarily category by category. But we'll just those are the things. Some of the things that you know is going to come up in this discussion. So basically, it's one galaxy versus another galaxy. Yes, in all-out war. <laughs> now, I suppose a lot of people are going to be familiar with uh, the Galactic Empire. Empire from Star Wars, so I don't think we need to explain too much about that. But I think perhaps a lot of people won't be familiar enough with the 40k universe. So just to give you a little bit of uh, information about that, the Imperium of Man consists of you know many uh, huge uh, populations. There are trillions and trillions of people in the Empire. Huge numbers of worlds. It spans an enormous, vast distance, and the entire uh, empire is in a constant state of decay and warfare against non-human races like the, the Tyranids. Em- the emperor yeah. is in a state of decay. The emperor himself is in a state I of decay. I think that's really cool. And he has been is seen as an omnipotent or powerful being. Um, he is an incredible. Incredibly powerful psychic, isn't he? Yes. He has been on the Golden Throne for millennia. I was just checking some of the stuff that I'd looked up before, but yeah, he was kind of... Um, like all these priests back on Earth had like decided they were going to create this being, hadn't mm. they? So they all kind of took poison at the same time and then got all the thousands of them got reincarnated as one guy yeah. who had such power that he could make himself immortal. And, uh, yeah, he became the emperor of this empire of mankind. So that's the kind of stuff they're dealing with there. And just in case you haven't picked up on this yet, we are really going to 
this is really a, a battle of the bad guys versus the bad guys. You know, the Empire, everyone knows, is evil, cruel dictatorship. The Imperium of Man, you know, in some ways, they're worse. I mean, we talk about the uh, the Galactic Empire blowing up Alderaan. Well, the, em- the Empire do far greater deeds. Mm. So, we're, first of all, let's talk about the ship-to-ship combat. Richard, what are your thoughts on that? Have you thought given any thought to that? Yes. Um I was looking up quite a lot about the Imperial Navy no, not Imperial the Imperium Navy. Mm-hmm. And their ships looked massive. Like the biggest ones seemed to be like five kilometres mm. long. And there seemed to be a lot of them as well. I was just trying to look up the word again, but the um Empire seemed to be divided up, the Imperial Navy seem to be divided up into these five different sections. Each one had like like an admiral over it. And um, yeah, it seemed like there would be a lot of very big ships mm. uh, that were kind of being controlled there. And yeah, I think that the Empire would really struggle. <laughs> I think generally a lot of what I'm going to say is that the Imperium would wipe the floor with, them, <laughs> with the Empire. But there's going to obviously there has to be a lot of talk about how exactly. Yeah. I mean, if the Empire had a fully operational Death Star, which sometimes they have a fully operational <laughs> yeah. battle station, then they could just be taking out one of these massive ships like one at a time. And um, that would probably turn the tide of battle quite a I lot. I don't think it would, actually. Yeah, but it just depends. Yeah, but that would just be in that one skirmish. Mm. But then they'd just be getting battered in other parts of the galaxy where the Death Star isn't. I think, I mean, obviously the the we can't, you know, be too detrimental about the, the Imperial Navy because they have won great battles. They've uh, dealt with uh, rebels at times. They've... Done, gone through quite a lot. However, uh, the Imperium are in a constant state of warfare against, you know, really terrifying creatures like the Tyranids, the uh, forces of Corn, the, the Chaos. The, they've got the Necrons to deal with. There are so many more nasty things that the uh, Imperium are constantly fighting against mm-hmm. and part of that means that they've got to have powerful fleets. Now, for example, let's take the Imperium and say, right, there's 20 chapters of Space Marines. Each one of those uh, chapters has their own fleets. That's separate to the rest of the Imperial Navy. Um, I think ships alone... Internal politics. Yeah. <laughs> ships alone, I think the um, Im- the, the ships of the Imperium would outgun the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, they have greater resources. I'd say the only thing that the Imperial, that the Imperial Navy of um, Star Wars would have over them is their hyperspeed. Now, for those unfamiliar, run away. those unfamiliar with the Warhammer 40k universe, they use a different method of travel to the uh, faster than light hyperspeed. Use the Star Trek one. <laughs> they use a really terrifying version of the Star Trek one. Yeah, they have warp drive, but it's not warp drive like they have in Star Trek. For them, they are not using the warp drive. They are traveling through the warp. Now, once you go into the warp, it's full of monsters. Isn't it's it? full of horrifying monsters. <laughs> you know, the forces of chaos are there, and unless they've got a, a good psyker, 
to help navigate the ship, then the chances are they've got like a, a, a real strong chance that they're not going to come out of the um, warp alive. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they don't know how long they're going to be in the warp. So they might think, right, we can go from this planet to this planet, but they could arrive, because it doesn't obey the normal laws of time, they could arrive like a thousand years in the future. They don't know. Uh, right. But you do know that you know every time you go into the warp, you stand a, a more than likely chance of being destroyed. But this is the thing about the Imperium. They know that that's incredibly dangerous. They know that their ships might not turn up. They know they might get destroyed. So they just send enough ships that it doesn't matter if half of them are destroyed. Right. It doesn't matter if only a third of them make it through to the other side. That's the kind of manpower and resources that the Imperium has. It's quite nihilism as well. It, it is, but... One of the, th- the things about the um, Imperium is that every soldier in there knows that they're going to die <laughs> at some mm. point because they're not like paid soldiers like in you know you know many of the Empire. They are conscripted and they know they they're going to live and die in uniform. Yeah. So, and, but also they they well, believe no that they've tea got this party in the Empire. Yeah. Is it, really? <laughs> but they also they are not afraid of their God Emperor in the way that stormtroopers would be afraid of Vader or the Emperor. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, it's they not just rotting. no, they just believe that he's this all-powerful creature that's watching over them. Mm. So they've got this like belief in this divine power that uh, helps them with morale. But yeah, so it's a very different way of traveling for the two ships. However, that means that really a good navigator on an Imperial Star Destroyer can find his way ninety-nine percent of the time, probably if not more. So from that point of view, you have to give that aspect of the space battle to um, the Star Wars forces. However... They know when they're going to get there. Yeah. (laughs) But other than that, I think every part of that space battle is going to go the way of the Imperium. And if they manage to get Space Marines onto the Imperial Star Destroyer, it's game over. Yeah, well, we'll just talk about the uh, infantry in a minute. Mm. But, um, yeah, the the one I was thinking about was the Retribution-class battleship. Mm. And that one just looks terrifying. This chart that I've got here, I mean, it stops at five kilometres. It looks like it's a little bit longer than that, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then one down from that, you've got the Dictator-class cruiser and then the Dauntless-class light cruiser. And But this Retribution one, I think that would just be laying waste to the Star Destroyers. Um, I think it's bigger and it's got more firepower. But... Like I was saying, like one shot from the Death Star would kind of take out one of them at least, but they need to wait for it to recharge and then like fire on another one. So, but the trouble is, like if the Imperium were to bring out a whole fleet into there, they could have like seventy of these things. It's not just that though. I think the the Imperium have uh, ships as powerful as the Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. uh, and they have more than one that are fully operational for a much longer period than it takes a farm boy. Do you mean the Star Destroyer? No, I mean the Death Star. They have like they they've got their own like fleet, and the ships look so cool. They're very gothic looking, aren't they? Um, they look, yeah, they look evil. They do have uh, massive ships that are bigger than anything that uh, the the Empire would have. They have ships. I mean, you think about, for example, the. Uh, Emperor Palpatine built a, a, a space station specifically to be able to destroy a planet. Yes. The Imperium can do that with a single ship. Mm. So you look at that from that point of view, you think, well, actually, these guys have, these guys don't need to build a specific planet killer. Most of their ships are planet killers if they have yeah, to be. Yeah, it's weird. 
Um, so I do think that even with the even if they had a fully functioning Death Star, I don't think it would make any difference to the tide of battle. It's like um, in the old Star Trek when Kirk suddenly started talking about General Order Twenty Four, which is to like destroy the whole surface of a planet. <laughs> it's okay then. So the Constitution class can do that, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you realise it's it's for all intents and purposes like all starships are pretty much overpowered mm. and I mean just generally having enough energy to be able to go at super luminal speeds you're going to be able to destroy most things yeah. and yeah I agree with you about the um, the ships from the Imperium are definitely going to be able to destroy the Imperial ships and um, I think the Empire would have to pull some pretty amazing feats of hyperspace <laughs> to be able to even come close to that. I mean, and the Empire gets destroyed mm. by e- Ewoks sometimes, so... Well, this, this kind of help. takes me on to uh, the point about the infantry. You yeah, let's about, talk about infantry now. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about how the fact that stormtroopers can get killed by basically little cuddly teddy bears. Yeah, right? because before I was thinking about how they can never shoot the heroes. Yeah. That's a classic thing of stormtroopers. But then maybe in Vogue 1 it became a little bit more like to the fore the mm. fact that even if you're not a Jedi the Force can be with you and like yeah. the Rebels do talk about the Force being with them all the time and there is a certain aspect of that helping you just be a little bit more lucky when you're in a battle but that what excuse is there for the Ewoks yeah. they all have the Force with them <laughs> I mean I think obviously there's going to be a narrative element to the fact that the fact that you know They've got to write it so that the heroes will win. Mm. So you've got to look at that from the Stormtrooper side. But then there's no heroes, really, unless you're Commissar Kane, on either side of, in this battle. Yeah. Uh, so let's looking at just the skill on skill, We what we have seen is them getting defeated by Ewoks. Yes. Um, on the other hand... That was very demoralising to us. On the other hand, the, the Warhammer forces have to deal with things like Tyranids, yeah. which are massive, gigantic bug-like creatures that attack in swarms and just tear everything to pieces. They can tear through armour and all sorts. They are not furry, they are scaly and they are terrifying. They don't look like teddy bears at all then. They look like the kind of teddy bear you'd give a child if you really hated that child and wanted the child to have nightmares. Like your Cthulhu things? Worse than that. Do you think they would, if they met a princess, they would braid her hair for her randomly? I think they just probably put acid in her face tear it apart and then oh, eat what's left yeah they do, do sound biomass like... to make more of themselves yeah i think i'd rather face the ewoks than oh, yeah i'd rather okay. face the ewoks in a battle but the tyranids are terrifying not only that they've got the orcs now the orcs aren't orcs like we see in um lord of the rings they're these big green massively really incredibly strong things that Actually, walk around with yeah. incredibly powerful weapons and they... just want to attack and fight all the time they remind me of those I can't remember what they're called, but those pig guys that work in Jabba the Hutt's palace. Yeah, yeah, actually, they look kind of like that. But imagine them, but like that, but, but bigger, but with ships. Yeah, <laughs> and teleportation abilities. Oh, you know, so they will come and attack things. Then you've got uh, races like the Tau and the Eldar. The forces of the Imperium are used to dealing with stuff as, on a daily basis that would terrify probably any regiment in. On, that's, you know, in the 501st, for example. Yeah. As much as I love the 501st, because um, I love both of these franchises, but I'm just looking at it subjectively. One has to deal with something 
from nightmares on a daily basis. And you're the one with teenagers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, by the point we encounter the Empire in the original trilogy, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, most of the Empire is just a policing force, aren't they? They're just policing different sectors. Oppressing um, people. Not catching Han Solo. (laughs) Occasionally boarding Han Solo. Yeah. You know, so... Not finding the droids they're looking for. (laughs) Gary's having a bad day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Gary the Stormtrooper. Gary the Stormtrooper. So, you know, that's what they're used to dealing with. They're not as a particularly that effective. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we've seen so much detriment from like the original clone troopers mm-hmm. to the to the uh, later forces that you see because they've they've just not kept things up. Um, but let's just say that I think the Imperial Guard, which which is the normal human type soldiers, I think they could take the stormtroopers, right? Well, just look at them. <laughs> but then <laughs> they've, they've got massive armor compared. Well, no, to you're this thinking one. of the space marines. I'm thinking of like the normal sort of guy, the humans that go, go army guys who go around with the las guns and stuff. Yeah. They themselves could fight the stormtroopers, but as you say, the, uh, some space marines, mm. some space marines get in there. Stormtroopers have got nothing to stop them. Yeah. And even if there was a Sith there, if if the Sith met something like a, a librarian from a space marine chapter. They would just, unless they were really high powered, tear them apart. I mean, I was kind of thinking about that because I was thinking basically about a Sith versus the librarian, mm. and I thought maybe the Sith would have an advantage because of the Force, because mm. it's not just about the fighting skill, is yeah. it? The, a lot of it to do with the Force, and you don't really see that, but um, yeah, it has a, a big effect on what you can actually do. Whereas the librarian. They can use the warp, can't they? Or mm. something like that. So I think it would be... I don't think the Force would give you that much of an advantage, really. I think, you think you've think got to think as well. Is if you're looking at this from an Empire versus Empire scale, how many Sith are they? Two. <laughs> compared to... <laughs> that was a really many... bad policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> compared to how many um, Space Marines there are. Mm. So, I, you know, as soon as you put some Space Marines on the planet, the planet's going to fall. And, you know, if the Empire tried to launch an attack on a... Um, Imperium world you got to think that most of the Imperi- worlds of the Galactic Empire have like small again like police force type red detachments don't they whereas every world in the Imperium has its own army mm. they're ready its own ships in its fleet usually so yeah things are looking for good man, for the Empire you know it seems like they're war- walking all over them so then let's think about Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine yeah, I can't okay, no. <laughs> Just lightning shooting out. Because I think you've got to think about Emperor versus Emperor. Because Emperor Palpatine is obviously very powerful, is a living weapon. Mm-hmm. But compared to the God Emperor of Mankind. But he's, all, he's dead. Well, the God Emperor of Mankind can warp reality. Yeah, he's kind of got he, this big mind thing that's not really attached to his body. It's essentially something. him that's stopping the Chaos Gods mm. from breaking through into the Imperium constantly. I mean, it does happen guys who play on Chaos on the, in the Old World? Yep. And they're well, scary not guys. those guys specifically, because that Chaos in the Old World is Warhammer, like Warhammer Fantasy, not Warhammer 40k. Um, but essentially, it's the same sort of sort of things. Please. Guys um, of similar scariness. Yes, <laughs> like Slanesh. You know, Corn is the terrifying one, obviously. But the, and you don't want a chaos infestation. No. You know, and th- organised. That would go through um, probably a galactic world in no time at all. Mm. I really don't think they've got anything that could stop that, apart from 
uh, an army of powerful Seth. Um, which they don't have. Which they don't have. But they can send in the Space Marines and they can cleanse that world. So again, just showing the difference in power. But compared to the powers of Emperor Palpatine, the God Emperor of Mankind is so much more powerful. He wouldn't even probably notice. I mean, he's got armies of psychers, sanctioned psychers in the Imperium that work for him. Mm. Uh, that have different powers, different abilities, can do different things. Um, some of them are assassins, some of them are navigators, some of them are all, all sorts of different things, but they are they are there primarily to help fight the forces of chaos. Yes. Um, and the em- God Emperor gets like thousands of them basically fed to him to keep him alive. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what, I didn't quite get it at the time. Like, he's being kept alive at the expense of like thousands of people being sacrificed. So. Yeah. So they're basically being fed to him to keep him alive. So you he's know. more evil than the Emperor, basically. Yeah, he's much more evil than the Emperor. Mm. But he's also wields power on infinitely more powerful scale. Evil pays off. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're that's the message we're trying to get along here. Yeah, I mean I have to admit, I think it's it, these are two franchises that I absolutely love. And in many ways, I, you know, I love Star Wars more than I love the Imperium, more than I love 40k. But I can't deny that every on almost every level that I think of, I can't see uh, the Galactic Empire surviving. Well, luckily, they are well. Even though we have just smashed them together, just in our yep. imaginations, just now. One of them is 40,000 years in the future in the Milky Way. And one of them was a long, long time ago. <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. So they're separated by both time and space. Yes. So our empire is safe, <laughs> I think, from the Imperium. But, but yeah. as I say, you've got to think about, about this. I mean, and I'd also like to bring out the point. I was thinking about this last night. Every Star Wars film that Luke Skywalker's been in, he's had to be saved at the end. Yeah. Hasn't he? Well, yeah, he got saved by Han in the first one, didn't he? He got saved by saved by Leia and Lando and everybody that no everybody that was driving the Millennium Falcon at yep. the end when he was hanging off the bottom of that thing, and then in the third one he got saved by Darth Vader, and then in the in Episode Seven I suppose he uh, well that um, Ray went and gave him his lightsaber at least. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think she's reaching out, she's saving him on emotion on an emotional level. Where he was just and, about to jump off that. <laughs> and I mean to be fair, it wasn't all in his power. But in Revenge of the Sith, he was saved by um, Obi Wan oh. by taking him away. So I forgot about him. He was a helpless a baby. <laughs> he was a helpless baby. Yeah. But consistently, every film that Luke Skywalker's been in, he's had to be saved at the end. That said, I am a huge fan of Mark Hamill and a huge fan of Luke Skywalker. Well, what was and the it's, point there? What? I don't know. It's just a random thought that I was. These oh, okay. are the kind of random things I was thinking about. But I, I just think that's a good aspect of it, though, because it's like teamwork, isn't it? Mm. It's like. It, you can't say that he's just the hero that's been saving them all, like defeating the Empire on his mm. own. Did it with his friends, and that, that's nicer. Uh, so I think we're, we're we're both pretty clear on the end of this one. The Galactic Empire versus the Imperium of Man. It looks like the Imperium stomps this, doesn't it? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it had been closer, actually, so there'd be a bit more of a discussion about it. But... Well, funnily enough, when we were thinking about the Star Wars. Uh, Star Destroyer versus the Enterprise it was really difficult to know how to call it because it was so close mm. this everything I looked at pretty much the only th- the one advantage that I thought that the Empire had was that they'd be able to run away better in their ships yeah <laughs> that is literally it every other thing that I look at 
the more I think about it, whether it's the equipment for the ground troops, um, I mean, we've not talked about like the big vehicles, like the walkers and the attacks, but then everything that they have, the Imperium has something bigger and badder when yeah. you look at it. And there's just nothing I can see here. Yeah, that's I was going wondering about help. the attacks, but then I remembered some of the things that Mutt's got in this cabinet for the uh, Imperium. They are they're pretty bad vehicles. <laughs> yeah. You know, every however we break this down, it looks like the Imperium stumps. Luke Skywalker needs to be saved at the end of every film. But and... he's the enemy of the Empire, so who cares? Yeah, and I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars too. I don't know much about Warhammer apart from all the research that I've been doing <laughs> for this. And just, just generally over the last few years... I've kind of absorbed a lot of information about it. I mean, from forty k games that we've played. And... Yeah, and sometimes to plan these podcasts, we'll go to Warhammer World for a drink, <laughs> and, that, and that's always very enlightening. But yeah, I like the idea of the uh, of the Imperium, but I I really didn't like the uh, the fact that they would stomp all over the Empire. But I just have to go with the facts, really. Yeah, because you're more of a Star Wars fan. But I would say, if I had to choose one of these two universes to live in. I would choose the Galactic Empire. Oh yeah, hands down, definitely. Even <laughs> who, wants, who wants to live in in the Warhammer 40k universe? You don't have well, to be psychopathic. Even if you're under the Empire, like Jin said, if you, you're under the Empire flag, it doesn't matter if you don't look up. Yeah. So there we go. Imperium of Man stumps. Everybody be scared. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.